Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Happy Monday evening to you. I'm sitting here in front of St. Mary's Hospital. It's part of the Mayo Clinic, getting ready to go in and see Karen. But I felt like I needed to get on here. I've got something I want you guys to think about. I titled this, What's in Your Tank Mix? Ladies and gentlemen, I have been receiving a number of phone calls and a series of photos, some with people who I'm working with and some who I'm not, all asking the same thing. What's wrong with this crop? What's wrong with these beans? What's wrong with this corn? And the very first thing that the people that sprayed it say is, well, it's some kind of a nutrient deficiency or it's some kind of a burn that you created by foliar feeding or it's this or it's that. Guys, you know, the oldest game in the book is for something to go wrong at germination and the seed corn company says it's chemicals and the chemical company says it's seed corn problem. And so it's all how we get rid of this. But here's, here's what we know. A few years ago, we had a grower um, in the northern part of Missouri who got clobbered by using acetochlor on soybeans. And you got to line up the planets right. You know, you get it too hot, you get too many things in the tank, and you do all these things, and all of a sudden it doesn't turn out like you thought it was going to. And with all due respect, there are an awful lot of young agronomists out there that don't remember the chemicals that we used in the 70s and in the 80s and in the 90s. And in our quest to try and figure out how to fix this problem we have because we created resistant weeds, we're trying to throw everything plus the kitchen sink in our tank mix. The text and pictures that I got today are heart-wrenching because the beans are totally cupped up. And then, of course, you know, they always say, well, they're going to grow out of it. I maybe, I'm not sure these will even grow out of it. But even if that corn crop or that bean crop does grow out of it, The question is, what did it cost you? Not, did it grow out of it? That's a stupid question. The question is, what did it cost you? That's the real problem. What did we spend? This guy today, what they had put in there was they put in Extendamax, so they had some dicamba. They put in Roundup, and they used the Ultramax, which already has a surfactant built into it. They used a product called Rain, and I did not take the time to look up and see what the active ingredient in that is. And then they used another product that I will not name, but the active ingredient is acetochlor. And there are four or five different trade names that have acetochlor in them. And guys, when you start putting everything but the kitchen sink in there, and then you throw in the sink, you can get reactions that nobody knows how it's going to turn out. Nobody knows how this is going to end. And all of a sudden, you start doing full rates of Extendamax, Roundup, Rain, and acetochlor, and put in double surfactants. You got to know the potential is there to get some things that you don't want to get. They also, as an added ringer, used an additional surfactant, and I will not name it, but it is from a very major company, and they tell you to use it with dicamba. The problem with that is this. You can go to Extendamax's website, and they will give you a list of everything that's approved. The fact that we have products that I can use with some dicamba products, they are not approved for some of the others. And so when someone says, can I use this dicamba? I send them the list that I have because it shows if you're using Extendamax, you can use these. If you're using some other form of dicamba, then you can use this list of products. And a lot of times they're not the same. And I know that putting in a product that is not approved, 
leaves you wide open because you've left the out for the chemical company when you do that. Will it work? Maybe. I don't know. But is it worth the risk? I highly doubt it. This guy's soybeans are hurt and they are hurt bad. And I just want you guys to think about what's in your tank mix. And the fact that that guy works somewhere and they sell chemicals, we've got to start nailing down those questions. It's never wrong to say why. Why are we doing this? It's never wrong to say, how's this going to react when you get that loadout sheet and it shows one, two, three, four, five, seven different things that went into this chemical, into this mix. Guys, you know, I don't know about you, but the only thing I really liked about chemistry class was the experiment day because I like to dump stuff together and see what kind of explosions we could create. And if you keep dumping enough stuff in there, you're going to get a reaction. You'll get a reaction every time. And so consequently, when we start dumping all of these things in, we're going to get a reaction. Now, maybe it'll just boil and make a mess in the tank and, and solidify. Maybe the reaction doesn't happen until it hits the crop and that corn crop looks like crap or that bean crop gets stunted and set back. And guys, we've got enough weather stress. Some of you guys watching this are really, really dry. Some of you have got way too much water. Some of you, very few people right now are going, man, we've got the perfect growing season. And so we've got weather stress coming out our ears, and then we come back and we do this. Do I think we need to control the weeds? Yes, we do. But I think we need to pick one or two chemicals, use them at the full rate, use the right surfactants, and not let there be any escapes. A lot of our ability to create resistant beans was created because we were chintzy and we tried to use a half rate or a lower rate than what we should have in the first place. And so some of those stronger plants survived and their offspring became resistant to that. So what do we want to do? We don't want to make it sick. We want to kill it. We don't want to do enough just to set it back. We want to kill it. And we've got to make sure we do whatever we need to but I'm not sure putting five, six, seven products together is the answer. And I know this individual has a very heavy heart tonight because what his soybean fields look like. Uh, what I don't know is how they're going to react. I can promise you this. Yeah, they may grow out of it, but they will never be the same. They will never, you know, he's going to give up 10 days to two weeks of that factory producing like it's supposed to. That plant is the factory. The beans are the production. And we're going to end up with a really decreased production. I just want to encourage you guys, ask questions. I don't care who's doing your spraying. I don't care who's selling your chemicals. Those of you that work with me, Andy Chambers is on here. Andy knows I encourage you to say, why am I doing that? What's this going to do? I want questions because questions are better than mistakes. And anybody who you're dealing with that gets upset because you're asking questions should immediately be replaced. It's your money, it's your farm, it's your kid's financial future, and you don't owe it to anybody to let them take chances with your cash. You know, if you're wanting to do something, I guess you could just go to the neighbor, write him a check for 10 grand, let him go to Vegas in the hopes that he'll bring you back some. I think we all know how that's going to turn out. But oftentimes we're writing checks and letting someone else take our money with no idea of how it's going to turn out, except that they're going to have a good time. I don't want that for you. So ask questions. Know this, what is in your tank mix, and you need to know what's in there, and you need to know how it's going to react. And I don't want to hear, well, this is what everybody's been doing, because I can take you to some areas where everybody's been doing this, and everybody has the same problem. And the guys that sprayed it said, well, it's going to grow out of it. And this corn crop I'm talking about now, it will grow out of it. But 
it is going to grow out of it, but it's going to cost them a serious amount of cash. And I don't want that for you. Guys, if you'd like some more information, you want to talk to us, give us a call, 641-919-1206. I want to encourage you to send us a message right here on the Facebook page. If you find value in what we do, share this with a friend. We would really take that as a big favor. If you'd help us out, share this with a friend or two, get them to come on and take a look at what we do. Also, I encourage you to find the podcast on several different platforms under A Better Way to Farm. Guys, it's a blessing to get to talk to you, and I really hope you are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.